Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That was weird. It was. It was weird. Um, guys, we're back on a slightly different schedule. No, same schedule, but slightly different way of doing things because we're under the lower league look banner now, as we announced last week. And uh, Hannah's not here this week. We have got Charlie with us. And Charlie is, I mean, you'll have seen him. He's been on before. We've done stuff with him on the breakdown. You've also done this as well, haven't you, Charlie? You've done, you did a League 2 podcast with us a while back. Yeah, yeah, I think I've done a couple of these, but this is my second one with you. Yeah, it is. Oh, aren't you privileged? Um, one thing that we're going to do, Charlie, is that we are going to limit the Bradford talk because the people that will be listening to this will be going, ah, shit, that's two Bradford fans. This is going to be a Bradford fest, and it's not. We're going to be, we're going to be good, aren't we? We'll try. We'll try to keep it down. Only, only forty-five minutes of Bradford today. Well, we are, we, we drew nil-nil, so there's no to talk about. Well, yeah, no, there's not. <laughs> Um, we, to be fair, we might, we might as well kind of get that out of the way from the start and just, I mean, for me, it was, what can you say? I, you can't really, on the pitch, there's not much to talk about. I think a lot of it's kind of off the pitch. We, we were discussing it before we came on about the, the, the fans at the minute and the atmosphere. It just seems to be, it's just not a nice place, is it? At the minute, it's, it's, it's not enjoyable. It's like eerie, you know, you get the vibe that everyone who's there doesn't really want to be there, but they're all there because they kind of have to be and, you know, attendances are sneaking their way down. They went they went back up compared to last week, but still mm. they're not, you know, it's, it's weird. It's like all the fans are in limbo and they're all arguing and they all want the same thing, but for different reasons. And it's just not a pretty time right now. No, and it, it is literally... In the same corner of the ground, we've gone from two stands arguing back and forth to the same corner where the atmosphere is supposed to be, essentially going at each other, and that's what that that seemed to be the the, the main talking point of the game. I, I can't remember much of the game other than if I, other than that, I think Andy Cook and Halliday clashed. Um, Cook came off it with a dead leg, but aside from that, there just wasn't really many talking points. And I, I don't think from either side, I think neither side looked particularly great on Saturday. No, it's, it was just a, it were a nil nil. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It were a nil nil on the pitch, not just in scoreline. I mean, positive, maybe Callum Kavanagh. He, he surprised me a fair bit. Yeah, well, more like well. a fair bit. Yeah. Yeah. But very fast, he looks smart, very direct as well. Something that we need. And, and Jake Young's just missing a goal, isn't it? Because I think Jake Young's looked great since he came back. He's he's sharp. He's on it. He's, he's like, it's like he can smell the goal. You know what I mean? He's always yeah. moving into the perfect spots, playing the right pass. He's just not really 
he's just not scored yet. But you know, it's exactly. like night and day compared to other attackers, even Andy Cook, you know, we all like and even Tyreek Wright, he only had one game and he's not played much recently. But Jake Young, even in the two nil defeat to Swindon, which is probably the worst we've played all season. Three three wasn't it three nil? Or it three nil. Uh, I'm, sure I'm, I'm saying two. I'm saying two. We'll stick with two. I'm sure we I'm sure we conceded three. I probably turned it off by then. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think I, I felt like doing the same. Um, yeah, no, I I agree. He's he's just a goal. He's missing, and, and once that goal comes, yeah, good luck to anyone because he's he's doing really well with the way that he kind of not just holds the ball up, but he 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 breaks down the uh, he breaks down the middle, and and he can take two or three defenders out in one move, and it's it's just nice to see. Cavan has surprised me with the. Uh, there was one moment where the ball was kind of played over the top and he took it on the chest out to the wing and then got a crossover. And it, it just, like, we'd been missing that, someone willing to put in an early cross. Um, I suppose one talking point, which we, we need to mention, is uh, the club having to, the game was stopped in the 90th minute. Referee yeah. came over and had a chat with both managers and the stewards uh, were over at the Midland Roadside and they had to put an announcement out about racism uh, towards... Omar Bugle and I think it's Bugil, Bug Bugil. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. But the, uh, the, the the there's just no need for it, and especially in Bradford of all places, like we're yeah. a multicultural city. There's there's people of all races and ethnic backgrounds, not just in the city but in the ground as well. What's reported to have been said is just it's just no place for it at all. And I, I hope the club have got the footage. I hope the club catch the people and they, they can just be be gone. I mean, it's the second time this season it's happened as well. That, you know, yeah. it, it's just not a good look. It's embarrassing. All the fans have been saying, you know, whether it is we need to get rid of them because it's embarrassing. It paints a bad picture for the club, you know, stuff like that. But this is a different stand this time as well. This is the thing. It's like, it's not even the same area of the ground. This is someone different. Who's it's, it's, the, it's the mildest stand as well, which sounds like yeah. a weird point to make, but it's... It's not the sort of, you know, that's where all oldies sit stereotypically, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And all passive people sit. That's, that sounds like I'm having a go. I'm not, but it's... No, it is. It's, it's a quiet, it's a quiet, like, it's it's not even the family stand either, like, but it's the quieter stand. Yeah. And it always has it's, been. It's just, it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Yeah. Imagine, you know, how our own players feel, you know, hearing mm-hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, it can't, it can't be good. And it just doesn't paint a good picture because... You know, players, if we're trying to attract players in the summer, players talk. You know, yeah. imagine you imagine your friends with 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 Omar Bugle and you 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 get an opportunity to go to Bradford and you you kind of think, well, hang on a second. You know, you racially abused my friend. Why would I why would I want to I just don't I don't see the point. I don't know what they're hoping to gain by it. Like what did they think he was gonna do? Turn around and jump in the crowd and start fighting and get himself sent off. It's the only people that have come off looking bad in this at all. Is, is Bradford fans and the club like he's made the club look really bad as well? Yeah, it's just it's outrageous. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do about it though. I and mean, it's not, you know, like did anything happen last time? Do you know? I don't know if they caught them last time, but I, my understanding this time is that they they that they know who it is, and if they know who it is, then you you think that it's got to be the strongest thing possible. For me, it's it's. It's lifetime. It's it should be. be a, it's got to be. Got to be. Yeah. No coming back. Um, and that that will deter people. That's that's got to be a big deterrent. It's got to be a punishment that will not just not just punish the person that's done it, but will put other people off that have maybe said things previously. Because look, it's not just uh, at grounds either. On social media, some of our fans are crossing lines massively lately yeah. with the comments about people people who work at the club ceo the owner players there's there's got to be a line drawn and and i feel like it will yeah. happen sooner rather than later it, it's i mean on the topic of that you know the the uh bbc radio leads sort of situation where they've said email in your questions and we'll we'll ask uh, is it Sparks, Jen, and and uh, Alexander? So the fans forum is it? They're doing a fans forum this week, which is in in front of the fans. Fans forum, but mm. at the same time, 
some people like I, I am dubious about it. I'm not going to sit here and act like. But at the same time, some of the emails people have sent in, you know, instead of instead of saying, you know, and I get frustrations high. Instead of saying, "Oh, what's the plan?" It's like, "Oh, why have you done this? Why have you done that?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not, you know, if you ask, if they get asked that question, you, they're probably going to match it with the same energy. Yeah. And if they don't match it with the same energy, you know, you'll be unhappy. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you can't expect your question to be respected if that's the sort of stuff you're asking. It, it, there's there's a way to go about things and it's just not constructive. There's no point going into this angry and screaming, shouting and wanting to. And this is why they've not done it in front of fans, because it, it would have just been a, a screaming match at the at the at Ryan Sparks. At, at, and, and the thing is, you, you can't do that when your manager's sat there. You just you can't. There's a way of going about these things, and a lot of people are going about it the wrong way. And, and here's the thing: I know I've seen some of the people that are saying these things, and I've known some of these people for 15, 20 years. One guy tweeted out the other week, and it's a threat. Said if he sees Ryan Sparks, he's going to knock him out. It's like that's a threat. But I know this guy. I know if he was in a room with Ryan Sparks, he'd be he'd be saying please, he'd be saying thank you, and he'd sit there cowering in his chair because he's not what he thinks he is. And it's like I don't understand what. Again, what do people hope to gain? Do they think the CEO is going to go, oh, everyone's swearing at me on Twitter. I'll, I'll sit in front of them. No. Yeah, it's just bizarre. Like, yeah. I, I get people having concerns. I get people having issues. But you've got to, you know, act not professionally, but respectfully. Yeah. You know, you've got to think, yeah. how does this make me look? You know? Exactly. You can't complain about um, you can't complain about the way that the CEO has, has been as far as like communication and stuff's concerned, if you can't string a sentence together without swearing or insulting someone, like be the person that you want him to be. If everybody was going in constructive and asking well thought out questions that actually matter, you know, let's, let's be completely honest. Going in and asking him to resign is, is ridiculous. Why on earth would he resign? Like we are commercially, we're in a strongest position. I think we've been in, I'd say decades you know, aside from the Premier League, which sells itself, but we we are commercially so strong, and people are, are kind of throwing the toys out of the problem because just because of the league position, which still, and I always come back to this, people are blaming Alexander a lot at the minute and saying that they're not sure about him. Phil Parkinson's first season with us when he came in and took over from Peter Jackson around the same time that Graham Alexander came in, he finished nineteenth in League Two that season. The season after was much better. As yeah. we know, and and like that's where we're at. Like Parkinson finished nineteenth. If Parkinson came in now, came in at the same time Alexander did, obviously ten years later, it, fans would be wanting Parky out now. And then, like, imagine, imagine if back then they'd have had that attitude. Yeah, like, yeah. We, we, we don't just... get promoted. We don't go to the cup final. We don't go on and beat Chelsea. Like none of that happens. We've got to be just a little bit more patient. I mean, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, with Alexander, my patience was wearing thin after the Swindon game. It was like horrible for the, for the, for the past few weeks. It were like, why, why pick this lineup? Why pick these mm-hmm. players? Why play like this? Um, and then he went through this trend, like over the last month, of playing a cup game and played it perfectly, and then just yeah. going back on the on the league. But, you know, now it seems like he's switched that up. And after the match against Wimbledon, you know, he came out and said, listen, I've got to work with what I've got to work with, which I think might be his way of saying some of the players are up for it, which isn't a big secret, you know. Um, But he's also said, you know, at the same time, it's down to him to make the decisions and sort of take accountability, you know, in that he has to do something about it. He can't just keep trying the same thing, which is good. It's promising and it's good that, he's willing to change things. And I think we've slowly seen that and, you know, compare his system to how it was second half mm-hmm. in Oz County. It's similar, but it's certainly yeah. not the same. Definitely I, not. I feel like on Saturday, we were a lot closer to our strongest side. Yeah, a lot yeah. closer. I think J- Jamie Walker is the missing piece of the mm-hmm. puzzle. I think that's undoubtable. I mean, yeah. it happened last season, but it feels bigger this season in that when we don't have Jamie Walker, the drop fell apart without him, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, it did, and it happened. It happened last season, and it's happened on a greater scale this season. You know, we went on the winning streak with him, and it's hard to blame just one player, but 
at the same time, he fits Alexander's system. He, Alexander wants a high-energy press. He wants to create as many chances as possible yeah. on the front foot. Front foot, sorry. Jamie Walker, that's Jamie Walker all over. Yeah, it is. And and Gilly sort of slipped into that a little bit on Saturday, and you, you saw Gilead having the shots that Walker would have, and it would, would like it's it's nice to see if Walker's going to be out a bit longer. I'd like to see Gilly stick in that role. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Moving on to other games in League Two, then so. I'm going to bring up Barrow and MK Dons because I, I think people massively understate how big a result this is for Barrow. Um, I, I don't know if you saw the goal, uh, Cole Stockton's goal. It was, I didn't, but I heard about it. Yeah, so it was it was kind of route one. Armin blasts it upfield. Stockton takes it down about 25, 30 yards out and holds it. Plays it out to the wing to Whitfield, who then plays this through ball, which just splits the defence in half. And Stockton, first time, just smashes it in from about 20 yards out. And it, it's just, for a first goal, it just was, it was great. Like, really, really well taken. And it didn't look like MK really had anything else to offer in the game. Like they, they just struggled to, they struggled to deal defensively. Like they, they seemed like they were bullied because Barrow are a big, strong team. And then they just couldn't deal with the attack. And like Barrow, I think they had 40% of the possession did Barrow, but they had double every other stat, which. Well, that, that's the thing about Mike Williamson. He's about, you know, He's a great manager, don't get me wrong. Mm. I'd, take, I'd take him now, regardless now. But okay. at the same time, I think he... Um, and that's not hate to Alexander, that's just... My no, no, it's, just, it's, like, it's like I'd take, I'd take Pete Wilde now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd, yeah. Ta I'd take them both now, but I'd take Mike that's Williams more now. That's just, that's just us being greedy at that point. Well, yeah, it's his play style. I think I was speaking to Heath about this, who's basically the guru of Mike Williamson. Mm-hmm. And um, he said that, you know, a lot of the issues with them is they can get the possession, yeah. but they can't. They struggle a little bit with doing something with it. So they can control a game, but they might struggle sometimes with sort of good chance creation and converting yeah. them. But yeah, Barrow, I mean, they're just, they're surprising me a lot this season, you know, even, yeah. even still. And that's not me mm -hmm. saying, oh, they're overachieving, they're... they're they're doing well, and they have been all season. But yeah. something feels off for me. In the, okay. I, I I think I said this to you before. It's not gone majorly wrong for Barrow yet. They, they've not but, had a crisis happen. They've not had an injury yeah. crisis. Nothing. But at the same time, the longer the season goes on, the less time there is for that crisis to happen. Yeah, we said this last season about Stevenage. Everyone kept waiting for Stevenage to drop off. And it just it just didn't happen, and I I, I think I think Barrow are, are pushing on, and it, it goes back to the interview we did with Pete Wilde, and he said because I, I asked him about dropping Whitfield, who you know, let's be honest, in his position, there's not many players better in this league. Yeah, um, he dropped him again on Saturday, and and I watched when I saw the lineup and saw that he wasn't playing. I watched how the game panned out, and he, he's right. He's, his ability to read the game, Pete Wilde, is ridiculous. He sort of said. He said, I have squad players who can drag me through 70 minutes of a game and then I have match winners that I can pull in. And you look at it and it's like he brought Ben Whitfield on in the, I think, the 70th minute, 60th minute. He brought Whitfield on in the 60th minute and 15 minutes later, Whitfield sets up the, the winning goal. Like The tempo just changes with those substitutions that he made. Whitfield in the 60th minute and then a double substitution 13 minutes later. And then as soon as they went 1-0 up, and this is where... Not not meaning to bring it back to Bradford, but this is where I think I struggle with Alexander a little bit. If we go 1-0 up and it, Mark Hughes was the same, Derek Adams was the same, Stuart McCall was the same. I don't remember a manager that wasn't for us. We go 1-0 up and they go, well, I can't change it now. And then we have players who are tired on the field who, who were unable to continue, but we we just were afraid of changing it because I think if we change it and then we concede, it's, it's on the manager. Six, 78th minute, Stockton scored 79th and 80th minute. Pete Wilde made a double substitution. Yeah, and it's it's just about reading game, and it's, it's something that's, I, I guess I'd say, underrated at this level. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of th it's it's little things like that. It's not yeah style of play. It's about right. This is happening. 
now I do this. A lot of managers don't do that. And how many times do you see fans saying, oh, we were screaming for a sub? Yeah. Or why didn't you put so-and-so on? Everyone everywhere says that after virtually every game that they don't win. And it's just, yeah. it's one of those skills. And then to, to for that player to be Ben Whitfield is insane. You know, I think I could be wrong, but was he injured till like October, November or something? He, he mm. didn't start the season and his stats are insane. I don't know off the top of my head, but yeah, per 90s, he's, convert, he's at least getting a goal or an assist per 90, maybe better. Such yeah. a good player. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a few very, very good players playing at clubs that in the summer just gone, you wouldn't have thought they would be at those clubs. Like they, they looked too good for those clubs, but then you've seen those clubs kind of kick on this season and yeah, the 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 flying it kind of they, they've they've lifted the place. Um so yeah, that that's uh that's Barrow MK Dons. That that's gotta be a knock for MK because that's a long way to travel as well. A hell of yeah, a long way is, to go in it. Yeah. It's you know virtually opposite sides of the country, isn't it? I mean yeah. it's I still have faith in MK Dons. I have a feeling that if they're in playoffs, they'll win them, which is weird because I usually take like fan power into account and obviously they've not got the largest fan base with all respect. But no, I just no. I I like their football so much. Maybe I'm biased because of how much they thwarted us, but <laughs> they just play so well. Mike Williamson, you know, that clip went viral. Do you remember that Gateshead clip? I don't know if you saw it. Don't know which one. While he was at while he was at Gateshead, a clip came out saying oh Look at the the build up for this goal at Gateshead, and it's just like it looks like prime Barca. Yeah, the passing was it? Was it the passing yeah. all the way up the field? Yeah, yeah, and that that's how he played against us, and that's how he, he plays. You know, like what vertical tiki taka if you play FM. Mm. It he just, I think he he gets it and has a good style, and I just feel like, you know, the the fact that it's an Alexander squad. Yeah, for the most part, you know, maybe January yeah, happened, yeah. it'll have changed a bit, but. Even before January, he's getting them to do well, getting these players mm-hmm. to do well that were built by a managers at a totally different style. So to me, that just screams, this guy knows what he's doing. And I just I, I just back MK in playoffs if they make yeah. him, and it looks like they will. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. I do. I think they, uh, they, they've they definitely got the right person in charge to, to, to take them there, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so going from the the playoffs to the bottom end of the league, and this was for me, we 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 called it last week. We said that this weekend was going to be or potentially could be huge for the bottom end of league two, and it didn't really give us any answers at all. Um, we had we had Colchester playing Forest Green, we had Sutton playing Doncaster, and both games ended in a draw, which hasn't really fixed or swayed it in any way down at the bottom. Looking at it, so I'll do Colchester first. The Forest Green went there with intent. They were two 0 up with Forest Green um, inside half an hour. Christian Deutsch scored his his first goal since he returned. He came back on Thursday on deadline day. Um, they went two 0 up, and then at half time, I don't know what the Cowleys said. Really, don't know what their team talk was, but sixty fifth minute to the seventieth minute, so five minute window, they banged in three goals. Went three two up, and it was like, oh my god, this is this is going to be. They're going to they're going to score five or six at this rate, and then they took the foot off, and and Forest Green went up the other end, and a few minutes later equalised, and it, it kind of stayed at that, but it hasn't helped either team really down that bottom end. I think I think Colchester will be the happier of the two in a sense of there's been no ground gained on them by any team yeah. below. Um, it's kind of as is, but. Um, had Sutton won, for example, or even Donny won, there'd be a lot more disappointment around yeah. these, I, I do feel. But yeah, you, you can't go 2 0 down to Forest Green at home. You just you just can't and expect to to be sort of well, I mean, they expect to be up near the top half of the league, the Colchester fans, but you, you can't be doing that if you if you're getting played off the park for the first half of the game by a Forest Green side that have struggled to do anything. Um, yeah. yeah. Osadebe with his 6.8 rating. Um, 
Yeah, some some very, very good performances by players all across the field. It seems like both sets of fans were, were very happy. And a three-all draw between two teams in the bottom four who really struggled to score this season. It's, it's weird. It's mad. Do you think it says more about Colchester's improvement or Forest Green's? Or both? I think it says a little bit about both. Um, they, they kind of took a half each, didn't they? I think it says a lot about both. I think you look at the, the way Forest Green have, have, have set up, they've gone there with with a real attacking threat. And, and we, we said in, and this is where we were talking to Donny fans and they didn't like what we were saying, but Colchester, Sutton and Forest Green have all improved this window massively. Yeah. Yeah. And that shows it. And you know, we, we'll come on to the Donny game in the second, but the transfers that they've brought in, and you know, we look at Anderson was the man of the match. He, he joined last week, you know, or the week before. You then got Deutsch scoring his goal to make it two 0 for Forest Green. Again, like these, these are they've they've made some very shrewd appointments in terms of players coming in and they've got rid of the shit you know Troy Deeney has gone let's be honest he was he was shite for them this year I just he was a, he was a rubbish player and even as a manager he just dragged them <laughs> further down yeah he did and he, uh, yeah he was a negative to have around that club I think top to bottom he was a he was a complete negative so yeah for me I don't know what's going to happen at the bottom of that league I, I still think that out of those bottom four teams right now Doncaster are the weakest one it's it's scary isn't it? I mean some of their best players came back and then what were it a triple injury against us and again back to Bradford but do you know what I mean yeah some of their better players aren't me aren't yeah. you know I can't remember his name but he's out for the season you know what I mean and it was Ben Close out for the season yeah, that's it, uh, that's it. Molyneux took an injury and I can't remember who the other one was um but to lose play you know they were all saying oh how, how good's Ben Close been and you know we look so much better with him in team and like that and it's yeah it, it, it's i don't know i, don't, well, I really don't know they went to sutton on saturday and um you know they were they were one nil down to sutton until the 96th minute when they got a penalty and, and equalized but for me donny fans have said they should have had a couple of penalties earlier in the game that didn't get given I, I, i've they're not on the highlights for me so i haven't seen them um but but i don't think the penalty that was given was a i mean I, no it was a foul, but the referee played advantage and the ball came out. It was played out to the edge of the area. The Donny player shot and it went wide and then the referee pointed to the spot. As far as I'm concerned, oh, if the player, the player gets a shot away, that, yeah. that's that's an advantage. That's on completely. them. That's on them. Yeah. So he gave them advantage. They took the advantage. They missed the shot and he pulled it back for a penalty. Um whether they should have had other ones, I don't know. Like I say, I didn't see. I can't see. I'm not saying that it didn't happen. Everyone seems to have agreed. I, you know, I spoke to a Forest Green fan, sorry, a Sutton fan who who said the same. Like there should have been a penalty. So maybe it does even it out a bit. But again, Doncaster wanting to stay up, wanting to fight, go into a team that have been at the bottom all season. And uh, yeah, I mean, look like Chal. Yeah. Obviously, Aaron Challoner, who's in our group and stuff. He he commented. Um, in the 85th minute, it was just like, that's it, it's done. And I, I said to him, I said, it's not over yet, because you just knew that there was something going to happen. But Donny fans felt that they'd played that bad in the game that it was just, it was done. I, genuinely, that that equaliser, I think, saved McCann. It, it must have done. But the thing is, yeah. you know, we can all talk about McCann. Before we do, I just want to say, did you see the clips at the end of the game of the players and like the whole Donny team coming over to the away end and sort of going to the fans saying, yeah. yeah, like, come on, this like this is on us too, but it's on you, you know, we we want this as much as you and stuff, and it, it's yeah. hurting us as much as you, and it's it that were nice to see, but then yeah, G Mac. I, yeah. I I said this on the last podcast we're on, and I'm gonna say it again. Go it on. might have been on us to its face. When you talk about not just whether Grant McCann should get sacked, but why do Donny fans trust him so much? Mm-hmm. They trust him because he got them to League One playoffs mm-hmm. and didn't even bring them up. Now, I don't know the full situation of the season, but that's like us getting Mark Hughes back in. Yeah, And again, it's 
sorry to bring it back to Bradford, but it's just an analogy that comes, you know, yeah, it's, 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 you've got to, you've got to draw on your experiences. And I, I, yeah, I and agree. It, I, I, he's not actually done anything. He might've gotten performing well in league one, but why, why is he held so highly? Is it just because it was in a higher league? He, he did stuff. He's done stuff at other clubs as well, which is which is yeah. what, you know a hole and things like that. But I, I've always kind of looked at it as he's always Hull are a, regardless of what we think, regardless of where they are in the leagues. Hull are an attractive club. Yeah, you know the former Premier League club. They've been there a few times. They like they, they in recent history as well. Um, they've been sort of top end of the championship, knocking on the door. So players want to go and play at a club like Hull. You know, world class facilities. Yeah. So when you go to a club like Hull or Donny, for example, who are knocking on the door of the playoffs in League One, you like the club sells itself, and that's we kind of for me it, it shows the real metal of the manager when you look at how they do when it's a rebuild, and this has been a rebuild yeah. this season for Donny, and it's gone horrific, and it's showing that maybe you know maybe he is is very very good at going into a club that's kind of got an, an infrastructure or something in place that he can kind of work with but having to start from scratch is where he's, he's kind of struggling and and again i like grant mccann as a manager but there's certain clubs that suit certain managers at certain times and yeah. i don't feel that right now he suits doncaster he suits doncaster because he gets the fans on side and the fans will buy into it but every single week that's turning and it is starting to turn now. But what Donny fans are now doing is, and this is where, again, we need to talk about consistency, is they blamed, uh, I think it's David Blunt, who was their, their previous chairman. He was the, so last season, it was Gary McSheffrey's fault. So they sacked Gary McSheffrey, they bought in Danny Schofield. Then it was Danny Schofield's fault. So they brought in, uh, they sacked Danny Schofield. Then it was Blunt's fault when things weren't going right in the first half of the season after they brought McCann back, who was the fans' choice. So Blunt left. And now they're blaming the other chairman who, at the time when Blunt left, they said would be the one that would take them forward. Now it's and his injuries, fault. injuries as well. You've and injuries because, that. because yeah, and that's the other thing. But then you look at Stockport, you know, Stockport at the beginning half of the season, well, first half of the season, at one point, they only could, they only had 17 fit players. Um, Swindon, yeah. perfect example. Sorry, Salford, perfect example. Um, and Salford have kind of recovered and bounced back from it and, and are pulling away. Salford at one point, I think, had eight first team fit players. Yeah. But it's just... Donny, Donny can blame injuries. And up until that Bradford game last week, they'd come, they'd, they'd got players back, but they hadn't kicked on like the other teams have. So I don't know what's going to happen at the bottom end of the league. It's, it's like you say, it's quite scary for a, a club like Doncaster to be looking at that as a potential yeah. outcome. I mean, there's there's a triple-barreled question there, sort of. I mean, it's, do you think McCall will walk? Do you think he'll leave it till he gets sacked? And if, you know, for either of those, what do you think it'll take? Because it's clearly going to take a lot. I, so, do you know what? We'll, we'll Let's do an ad break, and then we'll come back yeah. and I'll answer that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And we're back. See how quick that was such a long ad break, that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so to answer your question that you gave us before that was, uh, so Willie Walk, was it Willie Walk? Willie, wait till he gets sacked or, or and what would it take? So yeah. for me, I think he... 
I think if it gets to the end of the sea, it gets to the end of the season and they go down, he walks because he's not going to want to manage in the National League. I don't think he'll stay with them. And this again is why I keep saying to Donny fans, don't put your faith in the, the man to get like don't go down with Grant McCann just because it's Grant McCann, because Grant McCann's not going to be here next season. Like they all accept yeah. that he'll leave in the summer. So what's the point? I don't know what it would take for the, the board to sack him. I, if they'd lost Saturday, I would have said that, but yeah, I don't know now. Like they, they, it can't go on much longer with the results as they are. Like it's got to change, and you know they've got Tramia this week. Tramia are one of the most informed teams in the league. Yeah, like fact, Tramia have been. You know they, they they drew against Crew on Saturday. Another really informed team. Then they've got Salford, who I think are unbeaten in five now. You know just turned over yeah. Wrexham, like demolished Wrexham. Um, and then after that, they've got uh, Grimsby, which is kind of a dab. Maybe that's the point. Maybe that's the game. Grimsby, Doncaster. Maybe if they lose the next two, they won't want the board won't want him in charge for that Grimsby game because it's a derby, and they, there'd be fears over what would happen if they got smashed. Yeah, it's weird though because at the same time. Oh, I think they'll sack him if this happens, but they've still not done it. You know, <laughs> you know, it's. I feel like there's been a lot of hiring and firing in the league this season, and it just seems like everyone lower down's made done something about it. Everyone other than other than Doncaster, other than Doncaster, and you know, like you said, signings, not just managerial appointments. That their other teams around them are improving faster than they are. Yeah. You know, well, it's... I mean, to, to to look at it then, just on that about the managerial appointments, eight of the bottom nine have changed manager this season, and the one that hasn't is Doncaster. Eight. And Doncaster have sort of been, you know what I mean, sinking. Well, no, actually, they haven't. That's not true. They've just been there all season. You just say they've never really got going. Which but, is even yeah. worse, really, isn't it? Yeah, eight not out of the run. bottom nine. And then, uh, yeah, so we've had eight, nine... 10, 11, 12, 12 changes of manager. So half season. the league. Half the league is, 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 is ending that the is season insane. with a different manager. But Doncaster aren't, and the sat third bottom in the league. Uh, if it was anyone else other than Grant McCann, he'd have been gone. Like, there's, there's no doubt in my mind that anyone else goes. So, yeah, I'm, I'm very, very concerned for them. I mean, talking about the bottom bottom of the league though, Salford and above, they're all closer to the playoffs mm -hmm. than relegation, which is insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. It's it's like we've got like what four four top end teams. Mm -hmm. The rest are just mid very mid table and obviously most of most between middle and between top and bottom are gonna be middle but yeah. There's so many like just average teams. So, so any, anyone could take it. Anyone could go on a little run and get into these playoffs. That's, yeah, and that's what's exciting. That's what. Do, yeah. do you think there's? Do you think there's anyone who's not in the playoffs who could sneak them right now? Salford. Yeah, yeah. Salford. I, I think. I think 100%. what he's doing. Saturday was a was a statement of intent. Like five unbeaten now, three wins, two draws. Like that's that's playoff form. If they maintain that till the end yeah, of the season. Yeah. I can't. I can't see anyone, any of the mediocre teams down there, who who aren't going to get relegated. I can't see any of them going on a run consistently, yeah. except Salford. Yeah, maybe, maybe they're, on one, they're on one right now. Newport. Yeah. yeah well. Yeah. They're sneaking. Newport. They're sneaking up there. It's very, very. It's exciting. Yeah. Um. So we mentioned it. So we may as well. We've been talking about Salford. So let's let's talk about the. You know, the, I think the biggest shock of Saturday, and it's not a shock in a sense of Salford won because Salford have looked very good for the last few weeks. It's the manner in which they won. Mm, yeah, um, Salford three, Wrexham one. Hannah was actually there, and she sent us a little match report. So I'm going to read it to you now. Um, and she was with a Wrexham fan as well. So this has been this has been vetted by a Wrexham fan also. Wrexham were awful. Salford. 
Elliot Watts, first goal for Salford and contender for goal of the month. Have you seen his goal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have. I have. I've watched it a couple of times. It's phenomenal. I can't stop watching it. I can't Do you think he meant it? it? Do you think no. he meant it? No, absolutely not. Yeah. He was involved in all three goals, was Elliot Watt on Saturday. Listen, listen, not to interrupt the match report, but how is he still at that club? Do you know what I mean? And that's He's out of contract in the summer. He's out of contract in the summer. Uh, uh, he, someone's going to end up with him, you know, but whatever league they may be in, and it's going to be a brilliant signing. A brilliant signing. I can't believe he survived January. And like They might have been picking up form Salford, but... yeah. And this is where there. this is where I had the thing about Al Hamadi last week. There is yeah. for me, there are so many more important players at this level for clubs than than Al Hamadi was. I, I, there's, there's, if Al Hamadi is a one point seven million pound player, Elliot Watts up there without a shadow of a doubt for me. Dan Kemp's higher. You've got players that are just a, a, such a higher level than where they're currently at. But yeah, Elliot Watt looked. Ridiculous, and do you know what I think has done it for him. He's kind of brought him out of it. Is that Robinson came in and gave him the armband? Yeah, and hopefully, you know, for them, for their sake, that might be what keeps him here in the summer. That there's, could be the thing. Absolutely, there's no chance. I, I, I said, I've said it. this every transfer window though. There's yeah, no exactly. chance he'll stay in League Two. He's he got two young like, kids. He must he's just, just like it here. He's got two young kids. He's just had a. They've, they've just more recently had a baby. Like it's all about it's not just football. If he's if he's enjoying his football, it's about the 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 just the upheaval of having to move your family and a young family as well. And you know, I think his eldest will be be, be starting school soon. I think that's kind of you, you've got to really really think about the impact that it would have on 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 the family also. So I, I don't know unless it's a local club. And this is where I thought Stockport well, would have got him in January. I thought Stockport, but thinking about that, say Barrow go up, you know, yeah, they spend the time of, in Manchester. Uh, yeah, train out of Manchester, operate out of Manchester. Yeah, again, um, yeah. There's there's so many there's so many options for him, and look after what happened. So again, not meaning to bring it back to to Bradford, but. After the way it ended at Bradford, and you know the fans turned on him, and they, you know, very selective memories of the fans, and they kind of they blamed the club for letting him go. He was never signing for us because of of the, the fans' reaction. You know, fans were abusing him. I I was at Oldham away, and I've never seen anything like it. Um, and I believe that that one fan in particular made comments about his 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 child online and like that was his that's, family were getting abuse and at that point you've you've lost a player and so that's that's you know that's one of the reasons that he, he walked away from Bradford so I think he's had a good time at Salford he, he he does seem like the sort of person that puts his family first so yeah fair play to him I, I hope it stays for their sake because I've I, like I say I've got a very very weird affinity for Salford it's like a I don't know just want to see him do well so um, have I but I've got this weird thing with Salford. I don't know. Yeah, they've grown it's a like, lot of people. It's like they're a bit of a Lego club to me, but it's like lovely. I like club. I like the players. Like like uh, they've like this. The grounds like made a Lego, which I don't hate. I like oh, the grounds. I like but the ground. The club the itself. Awesome. It's a bit of a. You know, you go there and you see kids in Man United shirts, and it's just something that. Yeah, also like Lego. You've way. got like you've got like different colored bricks in and stuff like that. I like it. I like that. A little. I like that. It's like a, it's like a bit of a toy, not just for owners, but for fans. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, let's go see yeah. Salford. But I mean, yeah, I mean, as a as a on happen. the pitch, on the pitch, I really like them. I really, yeah. really like them. And it, it is weird. It's a wonder yeah. that they're so far down this season, really. Yeah, no, change. Change. yeah. Obviously, they've they've changed manager and they're they're pushing on. Um, so yeah, Elliot Watts first a good contender for goal of the month. Uh, Dalby's goal was soft, but meant Parky didn't make subs when he should have done. And again, like I was saying uh, earlier, when Parky was with us, I, I can't remember a manager that would kind of go one nil up and go right. We're going to still make the change. It's like it, 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 they're afraid to do it, and that's what's happened here. He was going to make changes. Yeah. They scored and it was like, okay, let's 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 wait. And then you end up with players that are knackered and are unable to who've maybe got 
into their head that they're coming off. You know, you're coming off in two minutes, fantastic. We score, you're staying on for another 10. Like they've it's hard, yeah. I think, with that mentality. Um the she said the away end chips were as ever first class. So she she yeah, Hannah's big on chips at football grounds. Gary Neville and Roy Keane were there. And uh she also said that Salford now have a drum. Ooh, so they yeah. see they're evo- we're watching this club. This Lego club be built. They've found a new piece. And yeah, they've put, they've put it in the crowd. It's yeah, they've put a drum in. Nice. And then we're going to give a special shout out to uh, to Salford's. I, I, I'm going to apologise because I don't actually know his full job title. Um, but I'm going to shout out to Will at Salford. Um, Will did a lot for for Hannah um, and for a lower league club team member over the weekend. Um, made sure she was okay. And yeah, they they. Yeah, we we can't say enough good things about the people that run that football club and keep it ticking over on a day to day basis. So yeah, thank you to Salford, thank you Will, and uh, yeah, thank you from Hannah as well. She, I know she'll have said thank you, but yeah, we'll do it on here. I feel bad so, though, just saying everything I've said. No, don't feel no because this is the view that people have, and this is what this is about. Like what what they're trying to do is they're trying to change that perception, and it's kind of what we're trying to do also. And like I said to you the other week, that I want to take you to a, to Salford with me and let you see kind of just how it works because you can when you see it from the away end you're always going to look through it in a different way but when you kind of if you get involved in that home end and you see the people running around and and getting things in place for the for you know for the turnstiles to open for the fans to come in and you know it, it is a really really nice club and yeah so no I don't feel bad that's that that makes it better because you can come and then you can go do you know what I were wrong and that's I what it's all so. about um, I'll only say that if Gary Neville personally comes and escorts me into the ground. There you Neville go. Personally escorts you into the ground. Um, oh, yeah. Well, we'll 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 try and make that happen. The other the other thing that Hannah sort of sent us some information on was the uh, the, the Stockport County and Harrogate game. Now Harrogate are a horrific yeah. team to play at the minute. I I, they, I really wanted to speak about they they're missing out on the playoffs on goal difference. Yeah. Where does that come from? Where, I didn't even know until I looked at the table like earlier no. today, and I was like, "What are Harrogate doing there?" Yeah, uh, fair play, complete fair yeah. play. Yeah, it was, it's, it's wild. Um, we always expect them to go on a little run and then drop off, and they've just not dropped off. Similar like people are saying about Barrow, they've just not dropped off. It's it's continuing. But looking at it, it's Stockport started sluggish. Harrogate deserved the lead, but after County equalised, they dominated in terms of possession, but just had no cutting edge. Macaulay Southern Hales likely out till the end of the season. And uh, Lewis Cass, who came in on loan from Port Vale on Thursday, will likely play more of a role now as a backup. The only other thing on that is that Port Vale tonight have sacked their manager. So yeah. are they going to... I don't know if there's a recall. I don't know how it works on, on second half of the season loans. So, yeah, I mean, look, Harrogate, uh, I really, really... In it, they're, they're, they're just... Yeah, it's it's weird, but stats wise, again, Stockport, fifty five percent of the possession, but they they had five times the amount of shots at Harrogate. You know, they they were yeah. all over them, but just lacked that cutting edge. And for for Harrogate to go to Stockport, yeah, and put yeah. in that performance and come away with a point, not many teams have done that since Stockport picked up their form. So credit to Harrogate. Um, with respect to Harrogate, the crowd they play in front of most of the time compared yeah. to, you know, that that's a big deal. And it, it'll have took a lot from them, you know. It won't be an easy place to go now, especially at this stage in the season, Stockport. No, no, not I mean, at all. No, I agree. Harrogate just turning up and sort of doing it. I mean, players, yeah. I, I don't really, I couldn't name any of the players except the ones that we used to have. But apart from that, you know, Maybe that's just ignorance from me, but I don't hear much about Harrogate. And then I just look and they're like, oh, have they got there? Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're there. Um, he, he's weird, isn't it? Because you just don't expect it. And they're just, they're no, kind of, they're up there. Um, Another game I want to sort of come on because we, we we don't normally do this many games, but there were some big, big games at the weekend. It's Mansfield and, and Notts County. And this was a game that was very, for, for some Mansfield fans, the way that their form's been going, this was a huge game for them. 
they've kind of they've got mirrored form these two so Notts's last five games is win loss draw draw loss Mansfield is loss draw draw loss win they're literally mirrors of each other and Mansfield have gone and they've won one nil um seems to maybe have been a bit of a scrappy game doesn't seem like there was much quality in it very very evenly matched 13 shots a piece not dominated possession but they've been doing that again they've been doing that a lot since they, they, they changed manager yeah but for, important for Mansfield to stop the rot which is they were in free fall do you think the rot is stopped they've got Forest Green this week this will be a test for do you both know what? teams I, I think that's where it's going to it might not you know, send them plummeting down the table, but I've yeah, just got yeah. a feeling that those those struggle there. It's, it's you know, that's Mansfield, isn't it? That's what Mansfield do. It's um it's weird though. I mean from the Notts County perspective, is it what their manager's second game, the new one, something like that. Um, and they've I, I, saw someone, few, they? I, I don't know because you were meant to come in for one and then it got postponed. Oh it got called off so yeah it is his second game. Yeah it would have been his third um, but yeah no. But yeah, I've seen some uh, some county fans, not county fans, saying, "Oh, he's managed to do in two games in his first two games what uh, Williams only did twice in the whole time he was there." I, I don't know what it was, but mm-hmm. come on, man, it's his it's his second game, it's yeah. his second game, and people are complaining, and and against Mansfield as well. Yeah, you've got. I think I think that's probably adding to it more though the fact that he's Mansfield. Well, yeah. But at the same time, not they've not been struggling, far from struggling. But they've been, they might be subverting expectations a bit compared to you know start of a season. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd say that's. Um, I mean, the, Mansfield went on that run at the beginning of the season, and they were very, very, like they were the fans were very. I felt I only I want to say a little bit obnoxious about it, and like oh we're, we're unbeaten in this many games, and it was like well you've drawn, like half of them yeah um and again i saw one today who shared out a stat and it was uh it was about clean sheets this season and mansfield have the most clean sheets and it's like oh this just shows how far we've come it's like okay but how many of those clean sheets were nil nils yeah you know yeah. It, it's 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 kind of a it doesn't really stay you know it's, it's like having it's like having a score a top scorer who scores 40 goals for your season but you go down because he scores he scores two in every game that he he, he he actually plays in for you know plays twenty games in the season and you you can see yeah. three. So do you know what I mean? Like you lose every game still. It's it's a great little stat on paper, but when you look at the whole thing, like they were drawing a hell of a lot of games. Yeah. Um so yeah, this is a huge weekend for them. Forest Green coming up is is massive as far as I'm concerned. Um I reckon Forest Green will win. I just think they will. Forest Green have got to be confident after bagging three goals, haven't they? Um, I feel unlucky to, to have not to have not come away with more, maybe. Right, Especially yeah. like I say, being bottom of the league. So well look, let's let's just let's have a talk about just general league two stuff and uh, things that are coming up. So I, I believe if we look at this weekend's fixtures that are coming, so we actually have a game tomorrow night, Walsall and Moore can play. Um right now. Um, Morecambe beat Crawley over the weekend and I think Walsall drew one all. Yes, they did. Could be a could be an interesting, it could be an absolute shit show. But Friday night, Notts County are playing Gillingham, and then we go to Saturday. Ooh. Yeah. Saturday has some interesting games. We've got AFC Wimbledon and Barrow. Um Donny Trammy has one to keep your eyes on. Um uh, Colchester have got to go to Harrogate again. That's a horrific game. That could drag Salt. That could drag Harrogate into it. Harry McCurdy's back at Salt at Swindon. We've got to touch yeah. on that because that's that's a huge thing for them. But for me, it is quite clearly just to appease the fans. Like they, they, this is yeah. this is Swindon fans. Don't let your guard down. It's not got better. Enjoy Harry being there. He's a great guy. He's a phenomenal player. But don't let your guard down on things. Too much has gone on for you to kind of go, okay, you know, that's absolutely fine. Not a problem. Um, So, yeah, that's all I'll kind of say about the the Swindon side of things without 
getting sued. Uh, Sutton have to travel to Morecambe. And then we've got to go to Wrexham. Are you going? Are you going to hide at home? I'm going. I'm going. I, don't, I don't know. It, the atmosphere will be nice. It'll be good to see ground. I quite like the look at ground, but mm. I'm not looking forward to the game at all. At, at all. But it'd be just <laughs> typical. Typical of us to go to Wrexham and come away with three points. I hope, I hope so. I really do. I, it's gonna. I see. I have a tendency for going on the worst possible away days, and I just. <laughs> I, so why are you I going? I feel then? like I'm go. I I am going. Like why that? Why are you going the, though? Listen, we all we all say right. Oh, Wrexham getting all the attention. Ev- absolutely everyone when the fixtures came out. Right when we're playing Wrexham. I I am going to Wrexham. I've got some I've got somewhere to be that night and I'm still going to Wrexham. Because it's Rex you've got to go. You've got to go. And obviously no. Ryan Reynolds is just gonna pick me out from the crowd and like just kiss me. I don't me think he's here. I don't think he's over. Oh he will be. He will when he when he, fi- when he finds out I'm coming. Listen, Ryan, get yourself down. I'll be there. I don't think he watches. Oh, he well, if he don't, then I'll tell him to. I'll he tell needs him to, to watch. He needs it. to watch. Yeah, he does. Considering we've got someone who's who's very friendly with him, who's who's working with us as well. Like she, she needs to be putting in a good word and getting him to to tune in. Um. So yeah, we've kind of. Do you know what we've we've gone through a hell of a lot this this podcast. We don't normally cover this many games, but it's been uh, it's been fun. Have you enjoyed it? I have. I've had an absolutely brilliant time as usual. Do you want to talk about the other podcast that's coming and how we're doing things going forward? Because you've got another oh, yeah. podcast to record this week, haven't you? Yeah. So me and Matt Dudley, who's appeared on previous episodes of the pod, yeah. uh, we are going to be taking on a preview pod. So just like this, every week we have a review pod. It's going to be like that, but before the games have actually happened. So, uh, yeah, me and Matt, we're going to try have some fun with that. We're going to pick out some games, have a discussion about, you know, what to expect. Yeah. You know, maybe some score predictions and a whole lot of fun as well. Exactly. So, yeah. I wonder that's that happening every minute, week, Every we're league, doing, it is. We're doing it for every league, so League One's going to happen. We've got two teams. So, essentially, guys, what we've done is we've broken down into teams of two. So there's two people hosting every podcast, but then there's a different two people hosting the, the sister podcast, which is the, the previews one. Um, so you'll get used to specific hosts for certain podcasts rather than it just being very, very choppy and changey, which we know it has been on other other episodes. So, um, yeah, we're hoping that you can kind of get to know the hosts a little bit better. So, yeah, League One's going to have one. National League's got a, a preview podcast coming. Um, but, yeah, they're, they're all they'll all be out late Friday night early Saturday morning, we thought that was perfect because people can listen to them on the way to the game as well. Yeah. It gives them something to listen to. Um, and yeah, we're going to hopefully get them all out. Well, we will do. We'll get them all out this week. I'm, I'm right looking forward to it because it means I can finally listen to a League 2 podcast that we do that I'm not a part of. So I don't get to do that often enough. Um, I like to listen to it sometimes. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it myself. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. Um, yeah, other than that, we've reached the end and this has been hey, it's been fun. We've, we've got, I've got I've got some editing to do. We'll put it on YouTube and on Spotify and uh Apple Music and everything like that. But guys, um we are on the lower league look Twitter page now. Um that's going to be that going forward. We've also got the National League look. Even if you don't follow the National League, just give it a follow. It helps us with the numbers. And uh yeah, we're all Absolutely raring to go. A lot of new stuff coming. We'll be back on Thursday with the breakdown. Sunday with the six. Well, no, Saturday with the previews and Sunday with the six or six, and then we all go again. Other than that, thank you very much, Charlie. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And we'll see you on the other side. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.